What's up, guys? This is the Champcast. Um, I'm here with Sam. How you doing, Sam? Excuse me? Yeah, um, you're Sam Darnold, right? Are you not? Where are we going with this? Well, I would assume the only way you could hear me is if you're Sam Darnold, because I am currently a ghost. Because I'm deceased from last week's Chargers game. See? See? Wow. That? Oh, there we go. Wow. That's what we call a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Let tape tape six podcasts and get back to me on when you pull off a successful bit to open up the show. Am I right or am I right, Jason? I mean, I guess you're right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you're wrong. <laughs> We've taped seven podcasts. Well, there. You, well, I literally ten seconds ago didn't even know the name of our stupid podcast. <laughs> Do you want to cut all of this? <laughs> I will have you know that literally tens of people listen to this podcast, Jason. <laughs> so, okay, this is the Champcast. We, um, we're we talking about week seven games. We're going over the wa- waiver wire. We're getting into week eight games. First, can we just talk about the World Series for like one minute? If you insist. The Nationals like are going to win the World Series. Dude, How crazy is that? What, what is happening in Houston? Um, I mean, That's Garrett like, Cole sucks, and Verlander is actually worse than Kershaw in the World Series. Did you see that? He's like in six starts, zero and five. No, I didn't. That's yeah, a... in six World Series starts, he's zero and five. He's bunts. I mean, at least he's getting there. Yeah, that's true. At least he doesn't just suck in every playoff uh, playoff round. But yeah, I mean, now they need Granky to like turn it around for them, and he's been ass. Yeah, Granky versus Annabelle Sanchez, which, like... Sounds like a of a century. <laughs> yeah, can I ask you, like, why wouldn't the Nationals start Patrick Corbin? Like, what are they saving him for? Game four, I guess? Uh, I don't know. He like, did pitch in relief in game two or game one. I don't game know. one, and it, so it was supposed to... That was, like, his throw day. So he should be ready for Game 3, and if he's not ready Game 3, I don't really know when he's going to pitch unless he's coming out of the bullpen again, because Strasburg should be ready on, like, a one-day short rest for Game 4. And, like, it's the World Series. I would assume they're, you know, everyone hands on deck. I don't think they're trying to, like, save guys' arms. I don't, I don't know. It's a little confusing. Well, Anibal Sanchez is just better. I mean, Anibal Sanchez actually isn't that bad, which is wild. No, he's buns. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I seriously remember, like, it was yesterday, this guy putting up a 7 ERA every single season. Detroit would have to find a reason to keep him in the rotation just because they were paying him so much money and didn't want to cut him. And then they eventually cut him. Like, I, I don't know how he's all of a sudden good. But, yeah, World Series is wild. Let's go Nationals, Jason. I'm all in. Sure. Matthew. I'm uh... <laughs> Some of my friends were saying they want to go to a game. Tickets are currently around $900. So check day of, see if those come down at all. But uh, thinking maybe we just hit up a bar and watch from there. (laughs) Yeah, it's not not the worst idea. But all right, uh, that was Talking Baseball World Series. We got Game 3 coming up tomorrow. I'm very excited. 
You want to get into week seven games, Jason? Like I really profoundly, deeply do not. Is uh, is that because you and I both on this podcast said, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, there is no way you lose to Dan. I never said that. You I, definitely said that. <laughs> I think your exact words were, I caught Dan at the perfect time. There's no way I lose. Uh, I definitely said the first half of that. <laughs> I don't know if I said there's no way I lose. I'm pretty sure you were on here guaranteeing victory. Yeah. What? You want to you want to spoil it for everyone? What was the outcome of your game? Uh, well, I didn't win. And uh, we can leave it at that. I I did I did say it would take an injury for you to lose, and then David Johnson decided to fuck your team. The Cardinals. The car. The Cardinals are my new least favorite franchise in the NFL. Because look, I I get it. Sort of. They they had him active as. What they later said was an emergency situation, which is obviously not true because he took the first snap and then came out. So I don't know if he re-aggravated his injury, but all week he was like limited and but they never they didn't promote anyone from their practice squad or sign anyone new. And their third string back was also hurt. So I figured, you know, he's got a good shot to play. And if he doesn't, I had Chase Edmonds. I had the backup. I was prepared and the Cardinals just uh, fucked me, and probably a lot of other people, but who cares about them? We're talking about me. So David Johnson put up a zero. But you know what? That happens. That happens. After that, though, the Cardinals have the audacity to troll everyone on Twitter with their cute little meme, you should have started Chase Edmonds in fantasy. <laughs> I would have, Cardinals. I would have. <laughs> You know what, though? It wouldn't have even mattered because Aaron Rodgers blew up. He, oh, Jesus. I don't, I want to scream, John. I want to scream, but my neighbors will yell at me. Yeah, I mean, two yards from David Johnson. He gets the first carry of the game and only gets two more touches the rest of the game. Meanwhile, you got Chase Simmons on the bench dropping 36 points, 126 yards, three touchdowns. Um, You know, it's rough. I think you can take solace in the fact, though, that you would have lost either way. Um, because Aaron Rodgers, I mean, six total touchdowns. He, he's he been saving this up all year for you. Are you aware of that? Yeah. I mean, this is, just, this is two out of three weeks, two of the last three weeks, that my opponent's quarterback has put up over 50. So I guess this is just the expectation now. So uh, I, I'm excited for Jared Goff's career game this week against who the Bengals yeah it'll probably happen (laughs) yeah I mean we I've been talking about how much I like Dan's team for a while and his team honestly didn't play well and he gets bailed out by Aaron Rodgers dropping a 56 pointer I mean Chicago defense against New Orleans only scored one point you got the typical Jason Witten five points Cooper Cup only had eight his dance running backs didn't do much. Amari Cooper went over 100 yards, but, you know, he didn't catch that many passes or a touchdown. He just gets bailed out by Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, I can't really say much positive about your team. Josh Allen played okay, but Kenny Galladay, Chris Carson, Delaney Walker. 
I saw, I saw you had the drop, Delaney Walker. It's about time. Yeah. Well, he, he also got hurt on, like, the first play of his game. It's not like he just wasn't getting any action. He just didn't play either. I honestly couldn't stomach getting through that Titans-Chargers game. So You didn't have to. You could have watched two plays. <laughs> I have completely blocked it out of my memory. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, Jason. The Chargers are a mess. And I'm all aboard it's the the uh it's Melvin Gordon's fault train. Dude, what the fuck? Like you have to be kidding, Melvin Gordon. Are you serious? First, like the whole roller coaster of events of the Chargers not being able to score the whole game. Typical. The Titans have a chance to ice the game, but they're the Titans. So they can't pick up a fourth down, which honestly, I actually think they picked up. And I kind of wish they picked it up because it would have just put me out of my misery. They they have a call going against them. And then Mike Rabel, their coach, doesn't challenge it for some reason. The Chargers get the ball, go right into Titan territory. It looks like they score on a 20-yard pass to Austin Eckler. He's down at the half-yard line. The Chargers then run, I don't know, 10 plays from inside the five-yard line and can't score on any of them and then right when you think they're about to score melvin ingram puts the ball on the ground and they lose like it's unbelievable it's it's unbelievable i i literally couldn't believe it i turned my tv off and just sat staring at a blank screen for like 10 minutes i literally was ballistic for 10 minutes you texted me and asked if i broke anything in my house and it's astonishing i did not i just sat here in silence like uh, just sitting here like, God damn it, I wish I was watching Luis Castillo drop that A-Rod pop-up instead of this terrible <laughs> football game. I, my watch literally sent me an alert as I'm sitting staring at a blank screen like, hey, buddy, um, you're not moving and your heart rate's been at over 120 for five minutes. You want to uh, <laughs> take some deep breaths? I mean, honestly, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm not over it. You say Unbelievable. And yet it was it felt quite predictable. We were <laughs> we were texting during the game and the Chargers get the ball back with however much like under two minutes left and they start driving and you're texting me, you know, there's a chance. We're we're still in it. And I said, You and I both know that Phil gets picked here. And that didn't quite happen, but it was, you know, even more heartbreaking, actually. <laughs> In peak Chargers fashion. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, wow. Is Austin Eckler just, like, better than Melvin Gordon? Yes. I'm on team yes. So... Some fun Melvin Gordon stats. Yes, I do. So... Well, anyway, here. Let's let's do this. You lost to Dan. You got killed. Let's move into my game. I barely beat... Roman 93.5 to 92 which honestly I would have lost because I'm sick of giving a shit about fantasy football like the fact I won just means now I have to care longer but I have Melvin Gordon on my team he went for 32 yards on 16 carries which is a nice two yards per carry Jason (laughs) somehow caught a touchdown and fumbled at the goal line read me some Melvin Gordon stats let's see if I can believe them I think that's about his his average is two yards of carry. Okay, Melvin Gordon has 36 carries since returning from holdout three weeks ago. Uh, what do you think his longest gain is? Five yards. <laughs> Found him a little short. It is seven yards. Okay. 
I okay. mean, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> Since Melvin Gordon returned, uh, he's out-touched Austin Eckler 45-38. to The Chargers are 0-3. Can you name the three quarterbacks they lost to? So, Ryan Tannehill. Correct. Duck. Yep, the Steelers quarterbacks. And... Was it Kyler Murray? Nope. Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, those are terrible teams. Those are some bad quarterbacks. I, and do you know what's happening right now that I don't like? I hate everything about it. I'm Philip Rivers' ride till I die. I'm starting to blame Philip Rivers. I'm starting to blame him. I don't I know mean, who else to point the finger at. <laughs> I feel like the Chargers have been the exact same team for, like, I don't know, Philip Rivers' entire career, so... Yeah, and it doesn't get any better, no matter how much talent they put around them. And it's always like, oh, it's the coach's fault. Oh, they don't have any fans. It's the fact that they don't have any fans that all of this stuff just completely goes under the radar and no one cares. Like, the fact people weren't literally throwing themselves off buildings... At that Chargers-Titans ending. Like, the fact that I barely saw anything about it on Twitter blew my mind. I mean, there's no God. <laughs> so anyway, I lose to... I, I beat Roman 93 and a half to 92. Um, thank God. I, I mean, yikes. I thought I was going to lose. Zach Ertz, it goes into... Oh my God. It goes into, what was that, Sunday Night Football? Uh... And I need... Three and a half points from Zacherts to tie to tie Roman. No, I'm sorry. I need three points to beat Roman. He goes three quarters with one catch. I'm like, I'm really about to lose to Roman because Zacherts can't put up four points. And it would have been because Melvin Gordon fumbled. The only positive thing I can say is me dropping all that money on the Jag- Jaguars defense was worth it. That's why I won this game. Yeah. And this was exactly what... We both thought it would be. It was a slot fest. Neither of us got to 100 points. Um, Darren Waller had a nice game. Darren not... Waller could have had a huge game. I mean, he, he did. Uh, no, but, like, he he had another long touchdown called back on, like, a hold or something. And I think he might have dropped another one. Like, he, he had a huge game, but he could have had, like, a 40-point day. Well, speaking of 40-point days, I just want to thank Roman for benching Marvin Jones. Oof. 10 for 93, four touchdowns. That's rough to see that on the bench. Yeah. But at least he was also smart enough to bench Sam Darnold, who dropped negative seven. That's the most negative points I've ever seen. (laughs) That's, uh, I think it's the worst in, like, the past... 10 years, except for, like, the Nathan Peterman half where he threw five <laughs> picks. <laughs> Shout out, Pitt. <laughs> yeah, Marvin Jones stole all of uh, Kenny Galladay's production for me. He just absolutely bullied Xavier Rhodes, who I guess is bad now. Yeah. One more thing on this matter. I don't know if there's anything else you really want to talk about here. Uh, Roman lost carry on Johnson, whatever, who cares? Well, I just wa- I did want to get in that into that for a split second because now Roman's going to have to rely on Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon oh sucks. God. Yeah, sucks. he's... Sucks. 
Like, oh my god, look at his season numbers. He has one game against the Cardinals who have, like, the last-ranked defense, where he was okay, 19 for 93. Every other game is hot garbage, Jason. Are you hitting your table? I am. (laughs) It's terrible. He just ran 10 for 2. 10 attempts for 2 yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He, no one has ever deserved a touchdown less than Joe Mixon did in this game. The game before that, he went 8 for 10 against Baltimore. And then early in the season, his first two games, 6 for 10 against Seattle, 11 for 17 against San Francisco. And honestly, 15 for 60 and 15 for 62 aren't very good either. Like, he's terrible. He can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, that team is garbage. Their offensive line is horrendous. They're always trailing, and they've just decided, I, I think, the last two or three weeks, Giovanni Bernard has gotten, like, all the passing downs work, which is most of the game for them, which, again, I love as a Gio Bernard truther. But Joe Mixon has been, like, less than worthless. I mean, yeah. you have to hold on to him, but, like... Oh, it doesn't even matter, because the next thing I'm about to say, with... Carryon Johnson going down, and Roman owning the Chargers stack of Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen. I am done chaining Roman's team. He is done. Oh, he is two and five. He's done. He's toast. The Chargers are about to go off. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I hate everything about Roman's I, team. He, I would drop Philip Rivers. So, I don't care. I don't care. They scored twenty-seven points. So if I, I owned Philip Rivers and had to watch that last Chargers game. First off, my phone would have been thrown through the TV. Second off, he'd be dropped immediately. I'd rage drop him. <laughs> I let you get madder about the Chargers than you do about like any of like well, teams. Well, because you I'm going to bet on them every weekend, Jason. I'm probably going to bet on them again this weekend. Their line what? is so favorable. Well, I mean, I'm not going to because I lost all of my DraftKings money again. I have no more money. <laughs> I need the Nationals to win the World Series to get my money back. That's why I'm sitting out. I was just having this discussion with Anna Lee. I was like, hey, I kind of don't want to watch football this Sunday. And she literally said, oh, I saw something on Twitter. It's the Sports Equinox. Have you heard this, Jason? Yeah, there's like a, a game from all four major sports on the same day. I can't sit out the sports equinox. I can't. You can't just not watch football on the sports equinox. I so mean, like, what am, it feels like the perfect day to not watch football. If you're going to do it, there's other stuff to watch. That's a good point when you put it like that. Hmm. All right, I have some. Uh, I have some decisions to make. Or you could like go outside, like take a walk. No, that's terrible. Shut. Up. <laughs> All right. Well, I beat Roman. Terrible game. Um, Wait, I have, I have two questions, or okay. a question and a statement. Sure. You you just done chained Roman. Roman and I have the same record. Are you done chaining me as well? No, you are still very much alive. Interesting. Roman done. D O N E done. <laughs> I I no one else is done chained except for Roman. I just hate everything about Roman's team. He owns too many Chargers. Joe Mixon sucks. He's done. Okay, finally, you (laughs) made a huge ruckus on last week's show about Dan Bailey's woeful (laughs) underproduction projection. (laughs) A meek... I literally said, I was like, he's projected 5.8. 
How dare they slight Dan Bailey like that? The audacity. He misses his only field goal. <laughs> uh, Dan Bailey underperforms his projection. Projection. Are you writing a follow-up apology letter to ESPN? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might have to. Although, to be fair, Dan Bailey, there's no football on right now. He's going off. Yeah, he's going off. Kicking field goals all over the place. I think the game ended. Yeah, he's kicking field goals all over the place. He's playing well. This game. So fuck this game. Hey, I picked the Vikings in our elimination pool. I'm very happy. I'm coming for uh, coming for Richie. So, all right. that's um, That was Chargers talk with John and Jason. Next, next we got Kellett versus Colin. Let's hop into that one next. Um, Huge upset here. Yeah, I mean, wow. Didn't see this one coming. Kellett beats Colin 109.5 to 103. I don't even really know how this happened, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, Colin had I, to have so many things go wrong to lose this game, but still, I don't, I, mean, I don't know how this happened. Uh, he started Christian Kirk, who I don't think played. Yes, Will Fuller got hurt in the first half of that game. Yep, looks like very early. He only got one ball. Matt Ryan got hurt, I think, later in the game, but was terrible. The yeah, the correct word for Matt Ryan is hurt. He is not injured. His sorry ass just didn't want to be on the field anymore and decided to hurt his ankle, in quotes, and left the game and brought Matt Shaman. That's what I'm chalking up to. The Falcons are so bad, it's like, why would you want to be on the field? Yeah, and then Kellett, I mean, I don't know. It just worked. <laughs> I mean, he needs to stop playing Damian Williams. That's over. Dam- yeah, Damian Williams is, he has lost his job entirely. Yeah. But DeAndre LeSean Hopkins McCoy played is, well. LeSean McCoy has actually absolutely ripped that backfield away from him. Thankfully. Love uh, love that, being the LeSean McCoy owner. But yeah, kill it. Nice day from his defense, his kicker. Dallas Goddard, even though he had a terrible fumble at one point in this game that kind of sealed the deal for Dallas, he was able to catch a touchdown, went off for 12 points. Tiger Kill continues to impress coming off IR. DeAndre Hopkins actually had his uh, best game of the season. No, he had a good week one. His best game in six weeks, going for over 20 points. Yeah, I mean, nice win, Kellett. Didn't see it coming. Kellett gets the three and four. Kellett has a better record than you do, Jason. That's correct. Hmm. 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 Oh, but yeah, um, I'm not in a good I'm not in a good spot right now. You don't have it, to. Man. <laughs> it it was a nice win for Kellett. Still don't know how I feel about his team going forward. Colin, tough luck loss. Still like your team going forward, even though you don't have Will Fuller. That's going to be something you got to overcome for the next couple weeks. But you do have the wide receiving depth if they can get healthy on your bench. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Moving on. Next we got Diamond versus Campbell. Um, Justin came away with this one, dropped an even 100. Campbell couldn't break the 90-point mark, dropping 88.5. I think we both picked Campbell in this one. We did, indeed. And uh, I, I liked the Kyler-Murray matchup, and then once the game started, they just decided they were going to run the ball over the Giants with Chase Edmonds. It was just a weird game plan strategy that they came up with that really didn't help any fantasy owners at all. You know, and Russell Wilson for Justin didn't even play that well. 
14 fantasy points. Uh, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. Oh, Sony Michelle is Joe Mixon on a good offense. Yeah, being gifted three touchdowns as he rushes 19 for 42. He sucks. Pounds it in three times for 22 and a half points. He does suck. I agree with you. He does suck. But I mean, three touchdowns is three touchdowns. That was pretty much the difference in this matchup. Yeah, it uh, it was. Without that, Justin probably does not get the win here. As uh, Campbell had Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette. And preseason, I'm looking at that running back combo, and I'm thinking that might be the most overrated backfield in the history of fantasy football. But both of those guys now are actually playing really well. Both go for over 15 points. They're both top 10 running backs in fantasy. Um, Campbell is a monster. He is. Campbell also picked up Philip Dorsett, and now the Patriots have cut Josh Gordon. So Philip Dorsett's going to start getting a lot of work. So that's going to be nice for him. Um, Well, they also traded for Mohamed Sanu. Uh, yeah, but I still think Philip Dorsett, knowing that offense, is going to get an uptick in work. I would assume. that That's my opinion. I would assume that that would be the case. I like him. I think he's worth owning, but I don't know that he's going to see like a ton more targets. And uh, what's funny is I ripped Campbell for picking up the Kansas City defense last week. They're sitting on his bench. If he would have played him, he would have won. So, Campbell actually yep. making lineup moves cost him this game. That's a shame, Campbell. Don't let that discourage you. But uh, you, there is no world where he wasn't starting Buffalo against Miami. <laughs> yeah. They even scored a touchdown, but still uh, only scored 10 points. So, Miami getting a little hot. Starting to not lose as bad. Love to see that. David Montgomery. Justin won with David Montgomery dropping a... Zero, two for six, and a fumble with two catches. Like, he just, he didn't get hurt, did he? He just didn't play. No. Um, I, don't, I don't really know. I did not see a lot of this Bears offense because they were never on red zone because they suck. Yeah, I, I so. think the Saints just destroyed them. I guess yeah, they went up, was in the game went up, most of the time. They went up big. And, uh, oh, this was also the game that was on while I was just staring at my TV being off. So you might have to uh, fill in the gaps in this story a little bit. But I'm pretty sure they were getting murdered and then recovered back-to-back onside kicks, correct? Uh, it looked like that. The second one was overturned because the dude's toe was, like, just out of bounds. But they barely missed recovering back-to-back onside kicks. But so they, they were, were down. De- they were down like thirty-five at the point. At that point, it didn't make yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, they were definitely putting up some garbage time points. So, um, I don't know. The industry seemed to really like David Montgomery going into that last game. I'm not sure how they feel about him now, but uh, yeah, it looks like he fumbled. And at which point, after he fumbled, they just stopped giving him touches. So we'll see. We'll see what he does this weekend. But yeah, Justin, big win. Moves to 5-2. and two. Him and Colin tied for the most wins in the league at 5-2. and two. Let's do Armstrong and Duff. This was a terrible matchup. This was trash. 
Yeah, we said uh, we said your matchup was gonna be low scoring and ugly, and uh, Armstrong and Duff said hold my beer. Yeah, I picked Duff in this one, and his entire team laid eggs, eggs. <laughs> Not including what I'm about to get into, which is Duff's defense. He had Patrick Mahomes get so... hurt, dropping eight. Devontae Freeman and Jordan Howard combined for eight. Adam Thielen caught one pass, but it was a touchdown and scored eight and a half. Willie Sneed caught nothing, dropped a zero. Kelsey dropped seven. Brandon Cooks dropped seven. And his kicker dropped ten. That is terrible. Yet, yet, Jason, he still almost won because he started the Patriots defense against the Jets. And they dropped 23 points. I thought they had it. In the third quarter, seeing Duff only down three and a half points to Armstrong and watching Sam Darnold literally see ghosts on the field. I was like, this is over. They're going to get 10 more picks. Stuff's going to win this game handily. Um, he almost won. He really almost won. Yeah. I was, I was watching this matchup because I picked Armstrong in this one and I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to get that win. And every time the end of that game, <laughs> Like, even as a Jets fan, I'm like, I don't even want the Jets to get the ball back because it's just going to be a sack or a turnover. <laughs> Duff's going to get more points for the defense. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like, they've allowed... Hold on, let me do some math really quick. 3, 5, 15, 30 points this year in seven games. Yeah. Right now, if you started the Patriots at quarterback, they would be the number six fantasy quarterback. If you started them at running back, they would be the number four fantasy running back. If you started them at wide receiver, they would be the number three wide receiver. And if you started them at tight end, they would be better than every other tight end in the league. All the Patriots defense does is put up fantasy points. They are nasty. Well, don't worry. I'm sure it'll slow down as they get the Browns at home this week. Yeah, their cle- their schedule only gets a lot tougher getting to play he- Cleveland at home. Short short week though. You never know. You never know. Yeah. But yeah, they're gonna destroy Cleveland. Destroy them. But Armstrong wins this one, seventy four to seventy one and a half. Uh, Tough week for Duff losing. Mahomes and Thielen. I know a lot of people are getting excited because I guess Mahomes was practicing today. He had like a some limited practice today and yesterday. But I saw some videos. He's basically just like walking around on the field in a non-contact jersey and like stretching. I uh, I think the initial diagnosis is like three weeks, so I wouldn't get too hopeful that it's much sooner than that for his return. Yeah, they said three, and then they said four. And now it's looking like it may only be two, but I would say it's probably going to be three weeks to be safe, which means Duff is going to have to go and pick up a quarterback. I mean... He played Kirk Cousins, I believe. Yeah, he did. I was just about to ask you what he should do moving forward, but he went with Kirk Cousins, who we'll get into that when we get into this week's games. Played okay. Played fine. But uh, we'll we'll get into that when we talk about the Week 8 games. Um, Duff has a lot of holes to fill with Adam Thielen getting hurt, too. But uh, let's quickly talk about Armstrong. Um, Carson Wentz didn't play well. 
I own this exact running back combo in my other league. Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. And when you're looking at it on paper before the season, you're probably thinking, man, I'm hot shit. This fantasy team cannot lose. This running back combo has the potential to go one and two this year, be the top two running backs. Right now, they neither of them are top 15 running backs. I, uh, I, I just don't know what Armstrong should do right now at that position because I'm in the exact same boat in another league. He has good running backs, um, like taking up. He's got Aaron Jones at flex. Aaron Jones has been really good. He just had Latavius Murray go off for a huge game. But you just feel so committed to these running backs, you don't know really what to do. And both of them have a ceiling of like 15 points. I feel like they've been terrible. If you're Armstrong, do you keep rolling out both Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley, especially with how bad the Jets have been struggling? I think Le'Veon Bell's schedule gets so, so, so good. The, the Jets' rest-of-season schedule, basically, is an absolute cakewalk. They get <laughs> Jacksonville this week, which is, I don't know. I don't know how to evaluate their defense because like, I feel like they're good. But they give up a good amount of points, and they lost Jalen Ramsey, and their pass rush isn't really that good. I don't know. They're okay. But then Miami, Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Like, until those last two games. Well, Pittsburgh's not good. Baltimore's good. They have one hard game. It's it's at Baltimore. They can beat Pittsburgh at home with Duck Hodges. Like, Pittsburgh's bad. (laughs) Pittsburgh's defense is good, and Mason Rudolph will be playing. But Mason Rudolph is terrible. Duck Hodges know, is better. But I'm not talking. Me. I'm not talking about the Jets winning the game. I'm talking about Le'Veon Bell's fantasy going match. up against defense. Okay. So, what I would be concerned about with them is he's not really catching passes. Well, he was early in the year. His last two games with Sam Darnold back, he's only caught one pass in each game. In uh, well, I guess the Dallas game, you could say that everyone was just open downfield. The Jets torched the Cowboys, and they didn't really need to uh, check it down to him much. But like, I was just losing my mind watching Sam Darnold get lit up on every play against the, uh, against the Patriots, and Adam Gates continuing to just call like 20-yard downfield routes without having, like, even an option to have, like, Le'Veon Bell open as, like, a little outlet valve. Like, I, oh, I hate Adam Gase. I hated, <laughs> I hated pretty much all of the Jets offseason coaching signings when they happened, and uh, they've done very little to change my mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, he looks like a psychopath, Adam Gase. It's hard to trust a guy who's... Eyes like make you uncomfortable. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean that's not my main <laughs> gripe with him, but it certainly doesn't help. <laughs> uh, I'm just—it doesn't help. That's all I'm saying. He looks crazy. He looks like a crazy person. But um, all right. So you're—you would stick with Le'Veon Bell. How about Todd Gurley? Yeah, I don't know if I actually answered your question at all. <laughs> uh, Todd Gurley is interesting because. They the Rams have basically made the decision that like they're capping his touches at like fifteen a week, 
pretty much. You know, maybe he'll get a couple more, but he's not getting the huge workload you've seen from him in years past, and that obviously limits his production. But he is going to score the bulk of their touchdowns, and I expect this offense to be better than what it has been. Uh, I don't think he's a must-start every week, but I think most weeks you're probably sticking with him. What's annoying is that if you're a good running back, even if you're only getting 15 touches, you can do something with those 15 touches. Todd Gurley, since week one, has done nothing with his touches. He's going for a terrible yards per carry. Every every week, I feel like his stat line is what it says here. 18 for 41, 15 for 51, 5 for 16, 14 for 43. It it just never ends. He's good for 15 touches for 50 yards, and if he doesn't fall in for a touchdown, then he scores eight points. It's it's very frustrating. Yeah, and I think some of that falls on the regression you've seen from their passing attack. Teams aren't as worried about Jared Goff, so they're keying in more on the run game. And Todd Gurley's also similarly not catching as many passes as he has uh, in the past. That was part of what made him great, was he was maybe the best running back in the screen game in football. And he has more than 10 yards receiving twice this year. Like they're just not throwing him the ball. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that turns out moving forward. Um, Armstrong gets the win here. Both these teams are four and three ugly game. Let's get into the last game of the week. Seven uh, slate here. We got crooked cop officer Gamba versus cop killer. Eric James. Um, Officer Gamba gets the win here, 102-97. He he had Saquon have a nice day in his return. Um, Stefan Diggs goes for 142 yards, has a pretty nice day. It was a a balanced effort for Gamba, and Eric, what killed him is what will always kill him, because I love his running backs. It's his wide receivers didn't produce enough to keep up, and he gets the loss here. What were your takeaways besides the fact that Lamar Jackson is really good at running the ball? Lamar Jackson is so much fun to watch. Lamar Jackson, as a quarterback, got the league bonus for a 100-yard rushing game, something Todd Gurley has yet to do this year. Yeah, he's done that two weeks in a row. Uh, he, I think Lamar Jackson is, like, top 10 in the league in rushing yards. Uh, he's six, number six. Yeah, he's absurd. He's so much fun to watch. But for Eric... Uh, he caught the bad end of starting three players in that typhoon game in Washington <laughs> last week. Adrian Peterson, 81, eh, 81 yards rushing, did fumble. He didn't score because no one scored. That game was like 9 nothing, I think. Uh, he did have the benefactor of all nine of those points in Robbie Gold. Yeah. And Terry McLaurin caught one pass. Adrian Peterson fumbled, wet ball. Uh, that game was ugly. I don't think you can really take much away from anything that happened in that game. But Eric, who spent up, we talked about it last week, dropped 60-something, 65. $65 on Adrian Peterson. Not pleased with the six-point performance. Cut him immediately. Uh, what do you think about that decision? That was very interesting. Um, I mean, Adrian Peterson... He got the touches. He got 20, right? 
No, 14, 14 carries. No, no, I'm sorry. 20. I'm all over the place. 20 tonight. carries. Yeah, 14 was tonight. He got 20 carries for 81 yards. And, you know, like we just alluded to, he had uh, another 16 touches tonight for 100 total yards. Um, I think Eric probably pulled the trigger on cutting him too quickly, especially for someone you just invested most of your fab into. Um, it's tough to play well in a game that is basically a snow game without the snow. It was like a game in Madden where you turn all of the weather conditions on. It was just a gross game. They literally were slip and sliding all over the place. So for him to still get 81 yards and get all the work, I don't know if I would have cut him as quickly as Eric did. But Eric should have the running back depth once Alvin Kamara comes back to not really care. So... Yeah, it looks like the new the new coaching staff in Washington uh, wants to get Peterson more touches. He, his his work has gone up considerably since they fired Jay Gruden. Twenty three touch twenty three carries against Miami, twenty against San Francisco, only fourteen tonight. But that's still more than he had in any of the previous five games. And he uh, still had, and he was getting a couple of receptions tonight. You know, he's very involved. And really quickly, still on Eric's team. Ad- Remember when Adrian Green was only supposed to miss like the first two weeks of the year? Oh, still not going to play this week. No, I'm I'm just not sure when Eric is going to get him do back. Think, do you think the Bengals trade him? Yeah, yeah. They should. I think I think I he'll think pull a Jalen Ramsey, and all of a sudden he'll just be fine when he walks into the Patriots practice facility. I don't know. I don't know if the Patriots are trading for another wide receiver. Yeah, they'll just cut someone else who everyone else thought was good. And then when they sign with another team, they'll be washed. Everyone will be like, oh, Belichick did it again. But yeah, Eric Eric gets lost here. He really didn't play that poorly. Minnesota's defense dropping to zero is tough. Um, he Not- he got good performances out of a, his, basically his whole team, except his wide receivers. So, Not having Kamara definitely hurt him. Uh, you know, that's always going to be a key piece in his lineup. And Latavius Murray, in his uh, stay, destroyed the Bears, who, by the way, the Bears, what is going on in Chicago? Because is that two games in a row or two out of three where they've just been run all over? You know, the Raiders did it, and then the Saints, you know, not even with Kamara, you know, Latavius Murray had... I don't know how many touches. I can look it up real quick. 27 carries, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Like he, They had no answers for him. Yeah, their defense has been vulnerable on the ground. It's kind of like what teams have been doing in Kansas City. It's like if you just run the ball right up the middle, um, they might have trouble with it, which is interesting because the Bears have like really good linebackers, and they just haven't been able to stop the run. So, um. I don't know, but Eric definitely did miss Alvin Kamara. You have to assume if Eric had Alvin Kamara going up in that same situation, he would have gotten the win here. You would think Alvin Kamara could put up some uh, nice points. Um, So that's kind of a shame. But on Gamba's side, he had Sean Watson. I mean, I don't want to say played poorly because he really didn't, but he cost his his team that game like twice down the stretch not being able to come up with some big throws. He still dropped 19 fantasy points. Saquon played well in his return, like I said. 
Diggs, Lockett, both played well. But uh, Evan Ingram, only one catch in his return. And then Miles Sanders, who I hate, didn't really do much. Um, you hate? Why do you hate Miles Sanders? I just don't think he's any good. I, I think he's a bum. <laughs> dude's, dude's a okay. rub. I, I just see a lot of chatter about him being uh, supposed to be supposed to be good. He's had two games with over 10 points, 10 fantasy points this year. He is not good. He is hashtag bad. So, I mean, uh... He's a rookie. Uh, he doesn't really get much work at all. He's so, bad like, for I'm not, He's bad for fantasy. But I think he's a decent player. No. No? No. I, I decline. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, Gamma played well enough to get the win here. He moves to three and four. Eric falls down to four and three. Um, really quick, the standings we got in the East: Colin and Justin tied on top at five and two, and then uh, Armstrong, Campbell, myself, and Kellett all pulling up behind them. In the West, we got Dan leading at four and three, tied with Eric and Duff, and then Gamba is three and four. You and Roman are starting to fall out of it. I've already done change Roman, so he can stop checking. But uh, you are two games out of the division, so it's not like you're out of it. But what is uh, what is your panic meter at right now? How uh, how bad do you need this win in this upcoming week? I mean, I feel like I probably have to win out to make the playoffs, right? If I win out, that gets me to 8-5, and five, I think. I can't see making the playoffs that much worse than that. Well, six teams do make it now. So I can see a team getting in there at seven and six. And you do have the points scored to, uh, you know, at least yeah. contend with some of these other teams. That's the thing. I have, I'm in four fantasy leagues. And this team by far has the worst record amongst them. And I still think it might be my favorite team. <laughs> I just, it's just not happening. I don't know, uh, I don't know what to say about it, but to say that I'm I'm not panicked wouldn't be true. I mean, it, it'd be hard to say I'm, you know, cool and composed at two and five. Yeah. Um, and just really quick, I just want to point out that Dan has outscored Kellett by almost 300 points. The exact number is 293. And Dan only has one more win than Kellett. So that's how it goes sometimes. Kellett with only 612 points scored, but he's sitting there at 3-4. and four. He's picking his spots when he needs to rip off a win. So. He's on a two-game win streak. Tied for the longest in the league right now. All right. Watch that out. Was, uh, that was week seven in the books. You want to quickly do the uh, waiver Report here, we had a very interesting turn of events for Ty Johnson, if you want to get into it. Yeah, so we mentioned during your and Roman's matchup that Carrion Johnson went down. I don't know what the exact injury was, but they put him on IR a day or two after. So he's done for the fantasy season. He could, I guess, come back for week 17 real life the playoffs if the Lions make it there. But for for what matters to us, it looks like Ty Johnson is uh is gonna be shouldering the workload in Detroit. And 
So Roman, Roman and Armstrong both put in forty-five dollar bids for him. Uh, some other people had lower bids. Colin had thirty-one. I had twenty-one. But Roman and Armstrong tying at forty-five, and Roman wins out on waiver order to get his carry-on replacement. Yep. So Roman gets the carry-on Johnson replacement because he is two and five. He had the top waiver priority, and he is able to win that tie against Armstrong. One more dollar from Armstrong would have gotten it done, but. That claim is unsuccessful. That's um, why you, you never bid a multiple of five people. No, you gotta throw out some random numbers out there. You gotta you gotta secure and make sure you got you get your guy. So Roman gets his. Um and there were a couple teams on here that needed running backs. Like we were just saying, Colin could use a back. Armstrong could have used the back. Roman definitely needed him because he had carry on Johnson. Yeah, I so, didn't expect to get him with the bid I put in, but I figured there's no point in not bidding. Yeah. And uh, you know, even twenty one dollars, like I would, I would have thought that would have been closer. I've never heard of Ty Johnson, but people are saying that he's going to get a lot of the work. He's a rookie, uh, I think, maybe a second year. He went to Maryland. Shout oh, out. nice. There we go. Shout out Maryland. Uh, Probably got great hands. He was, he was really good while he was here. Has not looked super inspiring in his limited NFL work so far, but. I guess the Lions are relatively high on him. They also have uh, J.D. McKissick, who I picked up for three dollars, uh, just on the chance that you know he's the veteran. He's probably better in pass protection. He already is getting some of the passing down works, although Ty Johnson was also getting a reasonable amount of that. But figure. He probably sees an uptick in carries with, you know, the upside to maybe carve out a bigger role in the offense also. I think the Lions also signed, like, Zach Zenner or something. So Yes, Zach Zenner still hanging around. I think Zach Zenner has been signed and cut by the Lions two or three separate times this season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you were able to get the Ty Johnson handcuff for $3, so there's some value for you right there. Yeah, I uh, like I was just saying, I don't know how much he'll be worth, but I figure ride it out for a week, see what the offense looks like, and reevaluate after that. Yeah, for $3, you never know how it's going to shake out, especially with neither of these guys shouldering number one workloads. You never know how the carries are going to be split. You could have just found yourself a great value. Yeah, no one else even put in a bid. Yeah. But besides that, we had Armstrong getting the cold Steve for 15. He really wanted that matchup against Denver, and I don't blame him. Denver is terrible. So uh, he had a bid in for them for 15 and also had a bid in for the Lions for 7, but that didn't go through because he got his cold Steve. And then Colin picked up Matt Stafford because he needed a quarterback. And, uh, yeah, I think Matt Stafford against the Giants, as sad as it is to say, is probably going to pop off this week. So I don't hate that claim at all. Did uh, yeah. anything else stand out to you here? Uh, no, I mean, in terms of the auction, that was pretty much it. I picked up Kenny Stills, who had a good game after Will Fuller went out. And as far as I'm concerned, is basically the same player as Will Fuller, but healthy. So yeah. I think there's a chance he might just step into that role in Houston, be that deep threat. Uh, which has been a productive position in that offense. 
So, I don't know, worth a flyer. And then we uh, also I, had a, really quick, a Justin's drop of the week. Can we get a uh, shit ton of annoying drops in here for this new segment? Activate. What's going on? This is Drake. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wally. This Tiger Young Money Zone. It's a home flies, baby. This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. You're in the mix. Justin dropped yeah. Greg Olson. There's not really much I have to say about that. I just want to point it out. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's <laughs> unreasonable. He hasn't been that good, and he was on a buy. I, I picked him up. No one else even put in a bid. I was sick of Delaney Walker. I don't know if he's going to play this week. Uh, I still have Chris Herndon on the bench also, see if he plays. But in case he doesn't, I I wanted, you know, someone who who's a healthy body to run out at tight end. Yeah. And Greg Olson, he still gets his targets. He's not bad. So, all right. That was the waiver report. Let's get into week eight, Jason. Before we do that, there were, I don't know, some mildly interesting moves uh, post waivers, if you want to talk about them. Yeah, sure. What do we got? So, like we talked about, Eric dropping Adrian Peterson for Teddy Bridgewater, who he is... Starting right now. Because, Did they announce that? Uh, no, I don't. I don't mean the Saints. I don't. It's still unclear what the Saints are doing, but Eric has him starting at the moment because Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, who he's been rolling with all year and are currently the numbers one and five quarterback, are both on by. Yeah, that's rough. So Adrian Peterson back on waivers. Uh, Armstrong finally cut ties with Kenyon Drake. Good job, Armstrong. Proud of you. No, he you played straight. him. You played him in his one valuable week against Washington, and now you've moved on to Benny Snell Jr. Good job. Also, something you just skipped over, which I thought was very interesting, and I'm very curious to see why. Uh, Colin, yeah, Colin picked up and played Wendell Smallwood. For for all you who didn't know, he is on the Redskins, and just went two for nine for one point five points. So I'm very curious to see. Why Colin decided that was the move. He is owned in 1.2% of leagues. So, uh, interesting. I'm least. guessing Chris Thompson was... Oh, he was out. Yeah, so he usually is running Chris Thompson out there most weeks. And I guess he thought Wendell Smallwood would just fill that, that role. role. Yeah. Well, he didn't. So, that kind of sucks no. for Colin. Uh Duff picked up Corey Davis. I think the Titans passing game is kind of interesting. A lot of I've heard a lot of talk about uh, some people having revived faith in in the pass catching options in Tennessee now that known stud Ryan Tannehill is uh, calling plays down there. Ryan Tannehill, the great facilitator, actually looked good against the Chargers, but take that with a grain of salt because it was the Chargers, so. Other than that, uh, Armstrong also dropped Mike Williams. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that was someone who I don't think Armstrong was ever really going to get him into the lineup. And I kind of hate guys like that. It's like that, like, Golden Tate, Kenny Stills before the injury, that, like, tier of wide receivers where it's like they should be owned, but when are you ever going to play them? 
And I just think sometimes it's better to just let those guys go and try and take someone who could have higher upside or is a handcuff and could go off if there's an injury. He's been worse this year than I thought, actually. I thought he'd been more productive. Hasn't caught a touchdown. Yardage isn't great. Yeah, I don't hate it. I I thought he'd been better. Yeah, it's like there is a floor there that's not terrible. Like, he gets his targets, but the ceiling is just so low that, like, even on a bye week, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable starting Mike Williams when he could just go to waivers and try and get someone of equal or greater talent. So I, I don't I don't hate the drop at all. Okay, last one I want to talk about. You made the decision to drop the Jaguars defense who get the Jets this week. Yes. Want to talk about it? Uh, yeah, I have the Steelers defense who get Miami on Monday Night Football. Ah. And you picked up the Panthers, who I I had kind of wanted to hold through their bye because they've been very good. But the matchups on the other side are just whatever, and I figured it wasn't worth it. Yeah, um, like at San Francisco, not going to use them. But I figure I could get some value out of them when they go and play Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. I figure that will be a mess by the time Week 9 gets around. Um, and then Akron Bay is not great, but they get Atlanta twice and Washington down the stretch. So hopefully if I decide I'm going to make a playoff run, it will be with the Panthers defense. If I wasn't two and five, there's a defense I would want to stash. But Save for I the people, Jason. I can't afford to uh I can't afford to be rostering all these extra defenses. Save for the people, give them what they want. The Jets. Jets Ooh. defense. Yeah, there you go. You were just saying their cakewalk of a schedule. And honestly, their defense has been not bad for how terrible that team has played. The defense has not looked dreadful, uh, especially given how many god-awful situations they've been put in, you know, short fields and whatnot because of all the turnovers. They've they've held up okay. Yeah, um, I mean, until Sam Darnold came back, they had more defensive touchdowns than offensive touchdowns. So the best offense is a good defense. Am I right? Sure. <laughs> all right. So there you go. That was the waiver wire report plus bonus waiver coverage. Let's uh let's get into week eight, shall we? You want to start with the good old toilet bowl we got going between myself and you? The champ cast shit show showdown. Yeah. The shit showdown, if you will. <laughs> um, how how confident you feel in this game, Jason? You still don't have a kicker, but uh, you're still projected over a hundred points without a kicker. It was supposed to be a close game. I already had Dan Bailey play. How are you feeling? Well, it doesn't matter how I'm feeling, John. I'm picking you. That is the secret. <laughs> Love that. I, uh, I am no longer permitted to pick myself. I'm just going to have to swallow that every week. I mean, I like Chris Carson at Atlanta. I don't know if Chase Edmonds is good. New Orleans has a good day. Chase Edmonds is good. I like Kenny Galladay against the Giants. I like Robert Woods against Cincinnati. Uh, like, I, I don't hate your matchups. But with that being said, I'm going to win. I'm, I'm I, want, I want to play John Brown to stack these bills against Philly and their terrible secondary. 
And I have running backs with bad matchups, but, like, I don't know how I could get away from Nick Chubb, even against, even at New England. And Chase Edmonds, I don't know, maybe I could sit him. But, like, he's been so good with the work he's gotten to. And, like, he's going to catch, ball. Like, even if they get blown out, he'll catch passes. Yeah, I um, I, I, I wouldn't say you need to get John Brown in there. I know he's been pretty good, but I, I, I don't think you can bench Nick Chubb. I, I just wouldn't do it, even with New England's D being good. I mean, he's been a beast. Nick Chubb might be my favorite player in the NFL. <laughs> I love he's him been, so much. He's been a beast. So, you know, By I don't hate... Update, don't I'm hate still managers. not worried about Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be either at this point. I didn't know if Nick Chubb was going to play this well. Like, he's been he's been good. He's been good. Well, on my side, I'm feeling confident. I'm rolling with James Conner going against Miami Monday night. I got Sean McCoy going against the Packers. I think that's my move in Sunday night, Sunday night football. Um, I'm benching Melvin Gordon. He blows. I'm done with him, at least for this week. At Chicago, can't play him. I mean, he's averaging two yards a carry, and now he's going to go face a defense that has been a little susceptible to the run, but I'm not risking it. Yeah, I mean, I like my team. We got we got some decent matchups on here. I think another win, and I'm projected to win right now. Dan Bailey already helped me out with 16 points, so yeah, good. Of, of course he did. So I'm picking myself. You are picking me. How are you feeling about uh is is Matt Ryan gonna play? Um no. Like he's questionable right now, but I don't believe he's going to play. It doesn't look like he's going to play. So how are you feeling about Matt Schaub to Julio Jones? Who fucking cares is my answer to that. Well <laughs> I mean I, I have been owned. You can't misuse Julio Jones any more than they already do. Maybe a change at quarterback changes that. Maybe Matt Schaub realizes they have the best receiver in the league and will maybe look his way once or twice in the red zone. That's all I have to say. Okay. In between all the pick sixes, Matt Schaub's going to be throwing. Right, right. Can you believe that this is his first start since 2015? I feel like it was just that, yesterday. Sure. Yeah. I feel like it was just like... yesterday Matt Schaub was throwing picks all over the place. I feel like he filled in for someone who got injured like two years ago also. Nope. First start since 2015. Why is he still in the league? <laughs> well, cash those checks, man. Why not? I mean, like, why do teams keep paying him? He wasn't that bad on the Texans before he got really bad. No, I know, but clearly teams <laughs> have decided they want nothing to do with him anymore. He's been the backup on the Falcons for the last, like, three years. He's chilling. He almost got a ring if they didn't blow that lead. Has he really been on? How long has he been on the Falcons? I feel like he's been around. He's definitely been on the Falcons for the last, like, two years and then this year. Got cut from Houston in 2013, then Oakland in 2014, Baltimore in 2015, and Falcons since then. Yep. Has not started since the Texans. He said 2015. That was Baltimore. Oh. So maybe that's what Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, he did get into a uh, – he did start one game there. Um, I forget what happened to Joe Flacco, but it was like the end of the year. And he threw a pick six in that game, and everyone roasted him on Twitter. I remember that very vividly. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, honestly, like, I feel like the world might have overreacted to Matt Schaub. 
Like he was no, he was a not bad. Good quarterback, and then <laughs> had like a he just had like six games with a pick six in a row, and he was just done. The whole league just fucking left him out to dry. Sometimes it happens like that. Like I feel like, and he wasn't good, but I feel like Mark Sanchez kind of got shafted a little bit. He leads his team to back-to-back AFC championships. He then misses the playoffs one year. In the next year, they're completing for a playoff spot. He butt fumbles, and then the league is done with him. He never gets another shot. No, uh, he played in like where did he play? Denver, Philly. <laughs> I mean, he was the backup. He was a backup somewhere, he and he, backup. Played, he played a little. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was like Manchab. He just kind of bounced around as the backup a couple places. He got into, like, one game for the Cowboys. He got into, like, two for the Eagles. Um, he was the Redskins' backup for, like, a couple weeks. I, I just, I, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I didn't think Matt Schaub was that bad. I remember his Texans teams not being terrible when they had uh, Andre, Johnson. Andre Johnson. Yeah, I mean, how hard is that to just get the ball to Andre Johnson? He was good. And Arian Foster altogether. Oh, those Aaron Foster, good, good rapper, Aaron Foster. Watermelon yeah. Sunrise, good song. Shout out Bobby Fina. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to destroy you this week. Thank you for picking me. Moving swiftly along. <laughs> Let's do uh, Armstrong versus three-hour podcast. <laughs> Let's do Armstrong versus Campbell. Armstrong projected to win big here. Um, I'm not sure I agree. Cams gets Derrick Henry going against Tampa Bay. He gets Leonard Fournette going against the Jets. If Devontae Adams can suit up for Sunday Night Football, give me Campbell. Uh, I don't think Devontae Adams is playing. He still hasn't practiced at all. He uh, he went through walkthroughs, but did not get on the practice field today. That's a shame. Yeah, I think I think he's still sitting. <laughs> Ugh. I like Philip Dorsett if Cams doesn't uh, doesn't get to play Devontae Adams. Give me Campbell in this one. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm feeling it. I think... Why is Campbell projected so low? Oh, is Sterling Shepard also not going to play? I guess not, yeah. He's questionable. Concussion. Um, okay. He was limited in practice today. I think there's a decent chance he plays. But we'll see. If he doesn't play, that could cause a serious, serious problem. All right, I will take Campbell on the assumption that he can find nine guys to start in his lineup. Yeah, because if, if Adams and Shepard both don't play, he plays, what, Dorsett and James White? Yeah. Roll out Edelman, Dorsett, White. That, that Patriots stack. You gotta That's love it. Too many Patriots. I don't love Derrick Henry's matchup. Tampa Bay's run defense is actually gross for no good reason. Can I ask a question? This is going to sound stupid coming from a Giants fan. Is JPP still on that team? Is JPP no. still in the league? I don't think so. Don't tell me Jason Pierre-Paul is out of the league. He is on the Buccaneers. I don't know if he plays, but he's there. And their their run defense has been really good against, like, the best running backs in the league. Like, they shut down Christian McCaffrey, at least running the ball. He still scored, like, a ton of touchdowns because he's an animal. They 
They shut down Saquon. Uh, who else did they play? I don't remember. I don't know what Tampa Bay's schedule was, but they've they've had like good competition, and their run defense is just really solid. The rest of Cal- or Campbell's team, I do like most of the matchups, like you're saying. Not thrilled about Kyler Murray at New Orleans, yeah. although he's been really good regardless of matchup, just except for last week where they just ran all over the Giants. Um, Armstrong. I don't love Carson Wentz going against Buffalo. Yeah, I don't love that. I also don't love Le'Veon Bell going out Jacksonville. I also think think Todd Gurley, like, he could score a touchdown against Cincinnati, but with his ceiling, um, he's fine. Well, and it's, it has to do with the fact that it's Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey. He's got that, like, QB wide receiver stack. Mm -hmm. Both of that going at Buffalo, I feel like that could struggle. Here's the thing. If, uh... This is an interesting situation. If Alvin Kamara sits again, which it looks like there's a reasonable chance they'll do, not certain, but but looks kind of likely, he has Latavius Murray on his bench against Arizona, who suck, and Latavius, they've just shown that Latavius Murray will get all of the work, and I assume he'd run right through that defense. Mm-hmm. Would you bench any of... Bell Gurley Jones for Latavius Murray in that matchup. Uh no, I love Aaron Jones at the I do Chiefs. Too. I think you have to play him. Um yeah. I'd flip a coin and just bench one of Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley. I think I think Latavius Murray is gonna be better than both of them, honestly. So I don't even think it matters who he sits. But I have a feeling Todd Gurley's probably gonna fall in for a touchdown because Cincinnati's bad, so I'd probably bench Le'Veon Bell. I th- think I agree with you. If Le'Veon Bell had been catching more passes, I'd I'd fall the other way. But only one catch in both of Darnold's games since he came back is not encouraging. So I agree with you. And this and is only what, stalling to make a pick. All of uh, Armstrong gets lucky here because both of those are 1 p.m. games. So he will know before the start of the fantasy day if Latavius Murray is going to be the starter or not. Jason, what's your pick? Uh, I'll go Armstrong. Love it. I am going to need Campbell to find uh, some healthy wide receivers. I'm going to get that dub, but Campbell, I'm rolling with you. Next game. If, if Devontae Adams plays, which I think there's no chance happens, I'll take Campbell. But... No. No. <laughs> it's it's too late for that. Now we've already moved on. Okay. Next game, we got Gamble versus Dan. Dan's electric offense is meeting up with Gamba's kind of mediocre team. Gamba's been kind of on and off, and Gamba's projected to win by 16. So explain that, Jason. Yeah, I don't know what the original projections were, but that's adjusted after Stefan Diggs had another big game. He just destroyed the Redskins on Thursday night, 7 for 143, dropping 17.5 points. Always nice to jump out to the early lead there. Yeah, you love to see that. He's got Saquon going at Detroit. Don't hate that matchup at all. Deshaun Watson going against Oakland. Um, I like Gamba's matchups, but with that being said, I love dance. I mean, does it get John, any better than Aaron Rodgers at Kansas City on Sunday Night Football? But John, what will Dan do without lineup stalwart Jason Witten, who's on a bye? 
I mean, starting Jason Witten on bye is probably only three or four worse points off than just starting Jason Witten. So it really doesn't matter, if I'm being completely honest with you. Dan did get Amari Cooper out of his lineup, but he's just going to roll with Jason Witten on a bye. Um, <laughs> I, I figure he'll pick someone up, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's also Dan. So <laughs> you could go TJ Hawkinson, Delaney Walker. There are a couple guys out there. But even if he doesn't, I'm going with the underdog in this one. Give me Dan. I love Aaron Rodgers at Kansas City. I love Christian McCaffrey in any game, anywhere, anytime, any day. I love Cooper Cup going against Cincinnati. Chris Godwin is going to destroy the Titans because he's a beast. Give me Dan. Also, the Chicago defense gets the Chargers. Uh, Bears by 40. <laughs> I don't love Rodgers in Kansas City as much as you do. I don't love starting Frank Gore and Royce Freeman, but I don't really see a better option in this lineup. DJ Moore I like as a player, but at San Francisco, eh. I've picked against, I've picked against Dan a couple times this year, and I feel like every time I do, it's horrifically wrong. So... You have a favorite all lined up for you right now, Jason. You could just go Gamba and just say that's it. You're good to go. I'm taking the 15 point. Yeah, favorite. you know what? Fuck it. Give me Gamba. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's going to drop 170 points again. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey for 45. I'm rooting for it. Guaranteed. All right. Next game, we got Eric versus Duff. We had a lot of players playing this game already. Like I was talking about before, Duff had. Kirk Cousins go, who had a nice game, threw for 285 yards, no turnovers, but did not throw a touchdown. So he finishes with a measly 11 points. Um, Meanwhile, Eric had three guys play. He had Dalvin Cook play well, like Dalvin Cook always does. TJ McLaurin had five points, or Terry McLaurin had five points as he goes four for 39. And Minnesota's defense played well because the Redskins are the Redskins. What do you think about this game? So my gut instinct was just say Eric immediately. But I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to play. And he doesn't currently have another option on the roster. Taking a quick look at waivers is not pretty for running backs. You're looking at... Rex Burkhead, if he finally comes back, but I'm not sure he is. You know, Kenyon Drake, who just got cut. cut. Uh, Mark Walton is, I guess, also getting work in Miami. Like, there's not a whole lot going on that I'm seeing. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. And Terry McLaurin, not a great game. I'm not thrilled about Marquez Valdez-Scantling, even though he had a good game last week, it came on almost entirely like an 80-yard touchdown on what was this, like a two-yard pass. I don't know if you saw <laughs> that play. It was so yeah, dumb. Yeah, he caught, he caught two passes for like 125 yards. It was infuriating playing against Aaron Rodgers, watching that play. But I'm also not thrilled about what Duff has going on. I don't love Jordan Howard at Buffalo. Kirk Cousins only dropping 11 isn't great. Corey Davis... You know, I'm not totally sold that Ryan Tannehill has made him good. Brandon Cooks has been pretty disappointing. Actually, very disappointing. Worse than I thought. Does have the Pats D. 
against Cleveland. So that's like 25 right there. <laughs> yeah, I think... Why is Duff projected so low? I'll go, Eric. Look. Let me look and see what's going on with Duff's team. I'm not really sure. No, he has... um His whole roster is healthy and ready to play. He's just projected 91 points. Um, yeah. Travis Kelsey without Mahomes... I don't know how that'll play yeah, out. Yeah, he's projected 10. Jarvis Landry, it's only projected 8. And he's got him at wide receiver 1. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I hate to follow you, but I just don't know what Duff is going to be able to get done. I don't see the upside with his players to be able to cover the projected deficit he is projected. I'm also going to go Eric in this game. Um, I like Eric's team. I don't love Eric's wide receivers, but I think they are getting favorable matchups this week. And even if Alvin Kamara doesn't play, I think he'll be able to be okay at running back with Dalvin Cook already having a nice game put up on Thursday Night Football. Give me Eric. Damn. Dalvin Cook coming up two yards short of the 100-yard rushing bonus. Yeah, which is still a, still a very good game. So, all right, that's Eric versus Duff. We'll see if Eric can pull off the upset there. Next game we got is Justin versus Colin. Actually, before we get into this game, Justin just sent me a video that I am going to just play. Let me know if you can hear this. Glad that's on a podcast. <laughs> I couldn't really make out most of that. <laughs> um, it was just us talking, and then Eric just asks me drunk if he can bring five black kids over, and I respond no. So I'm not racist. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Classic. Classic. All right. Duff first, Colin. Not even, that's not even going in the outtakes. That's staying right in the middle. <laughs> Duff versus Colin. Um, Duff is a projected favorite. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Not Duff versus Colin. Diamond versus Colin. Justin is a projected favorite right now. 106 to 101. And that is because Colin already played Wendell Smallwood. Like we already got into. He only went for 9 yards. 1.5 points. I don't know what to think about this. Because on one side... You see Russell Wilson at Atlanta, and you're like, oh my god, he's going to go for 50 points. And then on the other side, you see Matthew Stafford against the Giants, and you think, oh my god, he's going to go for 50 points. <laughs> so, Michael Thomas gets Arizona, and granted, Patrick Peterson's back, but Arizona is really bad. DK Metcalf gets Atlanta. Oh, I like that for Colin. Colin has DK Metcalf kind of countering Russell Wilson. Um, they're both going at Atlanta. Oh, but Justin also has Golden Tate. Oh man, yeah. this is I'm in a mental pretzel right now. Wait, <laughs> Gold, Golden Tate plays for the Giants. Oh wow, that was, <laughs> that was a big whoa, big time whoa. John living in 2016. <laughs> when was the last time Golden Tate was on the Lions? Last year, last year. No, he was on the Eagles. Oh, he got traded there mid-year. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> That was a big-time whoa, though. Damn. All right, I need a minute. You take over. What do you like about this game? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think DK Metcalf matters that much to Russell Wilson's value, but I. Uh, I feel like every week I look at Colin's team, and I think it's like solid, but nothing special. And then he just like puts up like really good numbers every week and just keeps winning. But I, uh, I think I'm leaning towards Justin. Right? Oh man, I don't actually know if that's true. Seattle's defense at Atlanta for Justin. Colin yeah, I gets like that. The Rams' defense against Cincinnati. I like that more. Oh my god! Where's a coin? I'm flipping a coin. Colin doesn't have Zeke. Zeke's on the bye. Has this Deshaun Jackson in the flex? Uh, he's not going to play, so he needs he needs someone to replace him with. Will Fuller is also not going to play. Christian Kirk might, um, and if he did play, I'd like that matchup against the Giants even in his first game back. Just on Justin's side, David Montgomery sucks. Sony Michelle sucks, but will probably score two touchdowns. <laughs> I don't know. Josh Jacobs has really impressed me. He's really good, and Houston's a fine matchup. T.Y. Hilton has... T.Y. Hilton's been interesting. He's uh, kind of become a different guy than he's been his entire career with Andrew Luck. Um, Jacoby Brissett has not targeted him as much downfield. Doesn't have over 100 yards in any game. Only has over 75 in one game. But he's scored a ton of touchdowns, so he's been uh, you know, still plenty good for fantasy. Which didn't used to be his M.O. He used to have a hard time scoring touchdowns. I remember that well from all the years I owned T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, he was... he at least once, I think only once, he led the league in yardage, but I don't think he ever scored more than, like, five touchdowns in a year. He's already done more than that this year. Yeah. So, all right, do you have a preferred pick in this game? Because I'm, uh, I'm, go- I'm going to pick opposite of you. I'm going Justin. You're going Justin? All right, I'm going Colin. I couldn't find a coin, so I was going to flip Mario Kart for the Nintendo DS, which I had uh, near me, to... Uh, Decide who I was going to pick in this game, but I no longer have to, so that game can go safely back into my DS, which has not been turned on in six years. <laughs> so, give me Colin. Um, both these teams are good. This is going to be a very interesting fantasy matchup. And in the last game of the season, or of the last game of the week, we got the Dunchained Prestige Worldwide team owned by Kevin Roman versus, versus the James Kellett owned I'm going to make you edit that out like you always do. I don't know. Um, you've not you've not made that a good a good edit point. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do with that. I don't know if you heard the sentence you just said. <laughs> just James Kellett owned cut to rest of conversation. Just bleep it. <laughs> just bleep it. I do that. <laughs> So we got Philip Rivers going out to Chicago. Roman's done chains. I'm going kill it. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering how you would how you would handle this. <laughs> the uh, Chargers are done. They are done. This is gross. Yeah, I hate this game. Neither of these teams I might break this 80. Game. <laughs> I hate this game. This is going to be the lowest scoring game of the season. You heard it here first. I'm about to throw up on my phone. <laughs> Give me Kellett. <laughs> Ooh, Kellett with the first unanimous selection of the season. Roman, that's what happens when you get done chained. 
I think DeAndre Hopkins and Tyree Kill just carry him and no one else does anything. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Uh, wow. Kellogg goes from one and four. What is Kellogg? Yeah, one and four. And us making fun of him for not being able to break 60 points to three and four. And he gets picked by both of us on the same show. Look at that. Kellogg's really coming up in the world. I'm proud of him. Oh, so. currently on the bench for backup tight end, Dallas Goddard. I mean, <laughs> hey, he's doing the best he can with limited options. This team is so, just has such a dearth of talent. Ooh, SAT word right there, John. Dearth. Yeah, well, I'm fucking ready for the spelling bee. You have no fucking idea, Jason. Spell dearth. D-E-R-T-H. I think you're right, but I honestly don't know. No, baby. You are, you are wrong. <laughs> I said it before you said it, though. Count that. Count that. Put it on the board. Check. One. That's one. One now over C when spelling bees. For what it's worth. Uh, on the O.J. Howard comment, I don't think he's going to play either. Coming off the bye, he was limited in practice and then got downgraded. Um, looking like he, he might miss also. Yeah, Roman projected to win 98-92. I'm not buying it. We'll see how Ty Johnson plays. It is the Giants defense, but I don't know if I'm a huge believer in him. We'll see what he can do. Joe Mixon sucks. He gets at the Rams. Aaron Donald's going to be in his face all day. Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen have been done-chained. They get at Chicago. They're going to get shut out. Juju Smith-Schuster, while he doesn't have a quarterback, also gets to play a team that doesn't have a defense in Miami. So that could be good or not so good. The Steelers win that game. It's just by how much. It's like, do they win six nothing, or do, <laughs> do they win like twenty four to three? Like, how does it work out? Um, yeah, he did. He he is playing Marvin Jones this week, so guaranteed Marvin Jones goes back to dropping like three points because that's just how that works. You can't chase the points, am I right? Can't chase the points. Yeah, I mean. I feel like Marvin Jones has one or two of these games every year where he You're just actually goes right. ham. You're actually right. He has had multiple games where he scores like three touchdowns in the same game. I've, I actually have remember I remember him doing this last year. Was it last year? Did he score Probably. three touchdowns in a game? I feel Probably. like he just did this. Mm-hmm. Ever, since, ever since the year where... Uh... Oh, no, never mind. I'm thinking of someone else. Wait. Was it was it Marvin Jones on the team when Calvin Johnson went down and Marvin No, that was Golden Tate. Golden Tate went ham after Calvin Johnson got hurt in like 2015 or whatever. But who is the guy who I always forget who broke his arm trying to save the pizza in his car crash? Nate Burleson. Yes, love that guy. He's a great commentator. ESPN should tie, ESPN should sign him. Get Booger out of the booth. He was on a podcast, I forget if it was with Pat or the PMT guys. He gave a really good interview. He was funny. Um, yeah, he does. I think he works for like NFL Network now. He does yeah. like some announcing stuff, but I like him a lot. He's he's a good uh, commentator. But anyway, um, do you want to talk about any of the trade deadline stuff for football? Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, Mohamed Sanu. Yeah, um, the Patriots love Rutgers players, so they go and get Mohamed Sanu. And the, the yeah, which is crazy because the 49ers got Sanders for like a, a third. 
Or uh, there were a couple of picks swapped in that trade. Was it, it was third like and fourth. It, it was, was like they gave up a third and a fourth, and they got a fifth. I think they gave up a third and a sixth, and got a fourth, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then there was something else. Oh, the Patriots traded Michael Bennett to the Cowboys. That doesn't matter for this at all. But I thought that oh, was yeah. weird. For like he, a yeah, seven. he was like bickering with the um, coaching staff, and they were like, you know what, just get out of here, and they just gave him to the Cowboys, which it's like, like what they did with Jimmy Collins when they just sent him to the Browns. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you don't like it here? We'll go somewhere else. At least they didn't send him to like the Dolphins. Like that would have been fucking hilarious. <laughs> he comes out of retirement to play one last season with the Patriots, and they just ship him to the Dolphins mid year. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. So, but yeah, besides that, um, I don't really know. Will Emmanuel Sanders' value up, down, or the same uh, in San Francisco now? Way up. Honestly, like, I think it's kind of a lateral move. No, nah, I mean, the Broncos are terrible. Yeah, but like, so the offense is better, but the, the 49ers have, I think, the fewest pass attempts in the league, maybe second fewest uh, ahead of the Ravens. But they just don't throw the ball that much, and when they do, I think less than like 50% of their targets even go to wide receivers. They just throw the ball to running backs and George Kittle all the time. Yeah. So, I... Well, I think a part of that, no lies, because they have no wide receivers. I think this will help them. Yeah. I mean, I like it for them as an NFL team, but I'm not sure it'll help his fantasy value much. Well, the thing with the Broncos is his fantasy value would only be getting worse and worse each week. He had, he was surpassed by Cortland Sutton for the number one spot there. And they're going to be moving away from Joe Flacco and moving to drew lock in the next two weeks. And what? yeah, Joe Flacco is done there. Drew lock. When he comes off IR week eight, which is what next week, this week, next week, this week, Whenever he comes week. off IR, I, I think no it's ne- I think it's next week. I think it's after this week of games. They're gonna start grooming him to take the starting quarterback job over, and uh, like by week I don't know twelve, he'll probably be playing because I mean they have to be fed up with Joe Flacco at this point. I'm sure he sucks. John Elway is garbage. Yeah, He's and I garbage mean garbage GM. I mean. Joe Flacco's been really bad, so I don't know how much worse Drew Locke could be, but I have a feeling it's probably a little bit worse, so. Alright, well, this has been the Champcast. Um, football sucks, the season is cancelled, and God is dead. Bye, guys. <laughs> what was that, too dark? Should I redo that? <laughs> I don't care. Alright, this has been the Champcast. Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> End of show. This is nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. Oh, bye everyone. <laughs> Yeah.
And with that, this is the... What's the name of our podcast? Champcast. <laughs> want to run that back? Yeah, cut that. Um, I mean, why the fuck want this word doc? Let me type. Did you kick me out of this word doc, Jason? How dare you? Uh, no, I didn't. I see you right there, anonymous hippo. Is that my name on here? Yeah, you're not signed into your Google account. You fucking oh. pleb. <laughs> well, I'm trapped down in the footer. It's only letting me type in the footer. Like, who the fuck uses a footer? Do you even see what I'm typing? Yeah, you're just slapping your keyboard like an asshole. Well, well, let me move up. Have you considered clicking elsewhere? Yes, I am. It doesn't, it only limits, can I? Is your trackpad broken? Oh, there you go. Oh, there we go. Uh, We're we're back. No, you fucked up. All right, we are having technical. Redo, redo, John. Well, this is, this is all getting cut. This is all getting cut. This is an yeah. ugly show we're running. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Man, Campbell, Campbell could use him. Um. Even on the bench, I don't hate. Uh, I don't hate Philip Dorsett. What? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jeannie want? <laughs> She's like yelling down at me, you know, and I'm like taping a podcast. I'm like, what? What's up? She's like, it's midnight. Yes, I'm aware it's midnight. <laughs> can, can confirm. <laughs> Excellent clock reading. So. This whole podcast is an outtake. I'm not editing anything. <laughs> Dalvin Cook coming up two yards short. Two yards short. I swear I know how to talk. Yeah, no, that's DJ Shart you're thinking. <laughs> that's who you're thinking. Yeah. About. If you type in Jason Pierre-Paul, the first thing that comes up is Jason Pierre-Paul hand, and the second thing is just Jason Pierre-Paul. is on the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I can't believe how bad they got shafted against the Packers on, uh, what was that, Sunday Night Football a couple weeks ago? Oh, those, yeah, yeah, that was not a great look for NFL officiating. Yeah, bad. Bad job. All right, we are Yo, completely speak, off the rails. Speaking of officiating, no, no, no. This is totally <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> but keep, we'll keep rolling with it. Uh, I'll cut this. <laughs> on, on on Pat's most recent podcast, they interviewed, uh, what's the guy's name? John Donahue, I think. The, the NBA ref who got arrested for fixing games. Oh, yes. Wild. Very interesting. I gotta look that up. That is such an intriguing story. I can't believe more light wasn't shined on that. A fact that a ref was actually fixing games. Yeah, he was just, like, with the mob. (laughs) Like, shouldn't he be in jail? He served time. He's out now. Shouldn't he be in jail forever? Why? (laughs) Because it's like murdering someone. I gotta hop off. I gotta go to bed. I get to wear my Yoshi onesie to work tomorrow. I'm very excited. Oh, baby. Yeah, we made all these Mario decorations, and then my boss, uh, as we're leaving the day, hit us with the, yeah, so whoever's available, if you guys want to come in at 7.30 to help set this stuff up, uh, feel free. And I was like, well, not doing that. 